After months of preparations, the Russian President Vladimir Putin has launched a major military operation against Ukraine. Yes, that's right. We've heard five or six, well, actually probably up to eight now, very faint explosions out of view that resemble a faint thunderclap. We've had a statement from the Russian Ministry of Defense. They claim they are not attacking cities with rockets or artillery. They describe high-precision weapons that they're using to target military infrastructure in Ukraine, aviation and air defenses. The, <laughs> the ministry says the civil population is not at risk. So, Senator, you, along with the rest of us, have seen those horrific images of the children's hospital being bombed in Ukraine. Russia appears to be, at this point, just indiscriminately bombing civilian areas. Uh, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. today said Russia is committing war crimes. Would you agree? Have they? It most certainly appears that way to us. I think the White House, when they say that you have to have it adjudicated, may be taking the long look. Most of us are recognizing that what they're doing is, is they're killing civilians. They're killing innocent people. They're not out uh, chasing down armies or individuals that are armed. They're simply doing indiscriminate killing right now in Ukraine. And the reason why they're doing it is because uh, they're trying through attrition to convince Ukraine to surrender. They haven't been able to defeat uh, their militias. They haven't been able to defeat their army or their, their uh, you know, the, the armed forces of Ukraine. Their president has stood strong. And when their original plans of going in quickly in a blitzkrieg type approach failed and failed miserably, when their intel was wrong, when their army did not perform according to what they expected, they fell back to what, uh, you know, it, it criminals have done for years in the past and, and what uh, dictators have done. That is, is, they've now directed their armies to go after uh, civilians and individuals that can't protect themselves. We most certainly want to get the Ukrainians everything that is within our power to get to them as quickly as possible. Uh, that means uh, javelins for, for killing tanks. Uh, it means Stinger missiles to take out low-flying aircraft. If we can get them anti-aircraft equipment, uh, such as the S-300s that are medium to long range, all of those as quickly as possible. And those we believe are all feasible and can be done fairly Welcome to the Global Recon Podcast. I'm your host, John Hendricks. I have a special episode for you guys. Uh, my guest for this week's podcast is Miko. And Miko is an active duty Ukrainian Special Forces soldier who's currently in Ukraine and uh, has been fighting the war uh, against Russia. Miko, how's it going, brother? Hey, hey for everyone. Uh, uh, I'm Mike. Hi, John. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for my <laughs> English. Uh, I have haven't practiced uh, for a long time, so sorry for that. <laughs> no, people, Americans like accents, man. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm try to do my best. <laughs> Yeah, so let's, uh, you know, there's obviously there's a lot going on over there. Um, you would know that better than anybody. Um, but mm. before we start talking about what's happening now, can we talk a little bit about um, your past, uh, you know, where you're from and, and what made you want to join the uh, Ukrainian military? Uh, 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I'm Mike. I'm 31 year old. Uh, born and raised in uh, my hometown, Kiev. It's the uh, capital of Ukraine. Uh, I used to serve in uh, law enforcement, uh, one of law enforcement units in Special Operation Group. I was a uh, breacher and a uh, shieldman for five years. Uh, after that, I joined to uh, military, one of foreign military groups, um, and we deal with K9. So right now I'm a head of K9 unit, and we work in Africa, Africa region. Uh, when I used to serve in a special operation group, uh, we have uh, experience um, to work in uh, uh, east of Ukraine. Yeah, we had some tasks there. So my first, probably first uh, military experience and combat experience was, I think, 2016. Yeah, so it's... It's like that. And your first experience uh, in combat, you mentioned it was in East Ukraine. Was that fighting against yeah. Russian-backed rebels? Um, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, we call them separatists. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, you know, they're like uh, terrorists, but uh, they are supported uh, with, by Russian, by Russian Federation. So, yeah, we had a uh, task to apprehension or how, how that's, I don't know, apprehension. We just catch the bad guy in a gray zone. Gray zone we call, I don't know how in states. Gray zone, it's the territory that not not controlled by, not not by Ukrainian force and not by separatists. It's, it's like free zone where it's... Uh, Nobody in, like, you don't know what's happening there. So, yeah, so there's like, a, that's an area where they may be fighting and things like that. Yeah, it's, we call it gray zone. It just determines, you know, what, just to know what we use here. We have like zero, zero point. It's when the enemy, enemy line, zero point and gray zone. It's like you, you can meet bad guys, good guys. You must be ready, you know, every minute. Check right. check the angles. So, like in, <laughs> like everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking about the, these separatists. So, w what's the deal with them? Are are they? Uh, are some of them Russian? Like like, what's the deal with them? And and, and is there issue with, uh, you know, the, the Zelensky government? Like, what what's their beef? Or, or, or what's their reasoning for, you know, why they're doing what they're doing? Uh, you know, um, first of all, we must um, we must uh, separate terms like uh, war, because a lot of people right now, Ukrainians and civilians, think that war begins uh, 21st of February. But uh, for us, people who, who was in military, who was in law enforcement unit, who who joined the uh, uh, combat units. Um, we know uh, that war starts in uh, 2014. 
right. yeah, in east of Ukraine. Yeah, so the separatists, bunch of them, it's it's like uh, guys local locals who who lived before in uh, Donetsk and Lugansk. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys from there. They was in uh, like felony or they was in prisoners. Uh, mm, after that's that, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's those like they are bad guys, so I don't know how to call them. Um, yeah, so other it's it's like big part of them. Um, it's they're from uh, Donetsk and Lugansk before them, but uh, I think since 2015, Russian Russian Federation sent. Uh, more troops, more advisors, like military advisors, to train to train those guys uh, to fight better, um, become toughest. So it's it's uh, hard to talk about that because you know it was there was like Ukrainians and they a lot of them have Ukrainian passports, uh, Ukrainian IDs. And uh, you know, it's it's what right now call hybrid w- war, or I don't know how to how to say it right. Hybrid hybrid war. It's when you you know you came to the city, you enter the city, and it's a lot of civilians. But when you pass the city, those civilians who you, who you pass, they just take guns and can shoot in your back. So yes, okay. It's, it's, like yeah, uh, it's like uh, unconventional warfare, basically, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I- yeah. insurgency, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so so, it's, so you mm-hmm. saw your first uh, war experience was fighting these guys in the east. Um, yeah. And so from 2014 till this year, there was always fighting in the east, right? Yeah, always. Since 2014 till now, it's continued. Right. Okay. So, um, so you you saw some combat in 2016. At, at a point after that, did you leave the military, or were you just working? You know, doing different things. Uh, no, we have different tasks. Like, uh, like I said earlier, it was like apprehension. The one guy who commit uh, crime in um, in other city, but trying to hide in uh, that gray zone, you know, because uh, there are no law enforcement units, no police there. So he think he he can hide there. So our unit just came there to catch him. It was like that, and when we was there, uh, the separatists and uh, our guys, Ukrainian military, uh, start to shoot each other, and we was like um, in the middle of that, you know, because we was on that zone. So <laughs> it was funny, a little bit. So I know. Uh, probably after 2016 and before um, uh, before the wars went to the rest of the Ukraine, um, 
Like I, I saw, you know, I saw like you were doing a little bit of traveling and stuff, and I just assumed mm-hmm. that maybe you you had gotten out of the army. Um, uh, but I guess you you were in just doing what doing what you were doing. Um, yeah, yeah, I was in um, a lot of countries, you know, it's different experience. But yeah, I live in 2000, 2019, yeah, 2019, and joined to another unit because, uh, you know, everybody just feeling when they're done with some part of... Uh, Part of the like life experience, you know. Uh, right. On that moment, yeah. On that moment, I just uh, feel that I'm done, and you know, it's better for me and for my family to to change uh, to change job. It was like that. Yeah, because I I saw you were doing like a, a decent amount of traveling, you know, and stuff like that. So I just in my head, I assumed like maybe you were contracting or something like that. Uh, no, no. It, it was only if you see my photos from Africa. Yeah, uh, but other countries, it's like you know, just for just for fun. Okay, traveling. nice. And um, mm-hmm. and did you have like family who served in the in the police force or the military, or, or are you the first person to join from your family? No, my father. My father, he is colonel of uh, Ukrainian army. My okay. grand. Yeah, my grandfather was in Soviet Soviet army. He was captain, and my grand grandfather was in was in military too. Yeah, so it's like fourth generation. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, I know that there's a, a lot of close you know ties between Russians and Ukrainians. Um, uh, would it would you say that a lot of Ukrainians speak Russian? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, uh, but like half uh, of my family, the Russian, uh, my grandfathers, my grandmothers, all of them from Russia, from Voronezh, from I have uh, grandfather, grandmother from Moscow, so it's. My father and mother from Kiev. I'm from Kiev, so you know my mother is teacher of uh, Ukrainian, of Ukrainian and Ukrainian literature. So it's 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 never been a problem. Like what language you speak in Ukraine in, in Kiev. So yeah, we speak we speak Russian, but uh, we speak Ukrainian too. It's it's not a problem here. I know that. Uh, in some countries, uh, it shows like big problem, you know, how what language we speak here. But actually, it's, it's not a problem here. You know, a lot of people there speak Russian, speak Ukrainian, obviously. Um, so what is the like the feel like? A lot of information people are getting from the media. People mm-hmm. don't, don't trust the media, so. Uh, in many instances, it's hard to even know what's real and, and what isn't. Um, so do, do you have like an understanding of like, uh, you know, how Russians may feel about the, the situation there? Russians? Um, I don't know. I know like my grandmother who lives here, 
she said me that uh, she talked with uh, our our far away I don't know how to say it like far away grandmother so something like that and uh, they was a little bit shocking that that happened uh, they don't believe their like Russian media they understand that it's uh, war it's full full scale invasion like people die thank God they understand because uh, I see a lot of uh, news and I watch on YouTube you know the a lot of Russians don't understand what uh, what's happening right now they believe their TV media and other sources so I think a lot of them don't understand really or don't want to understand because you know it's always easier to to believe what what uh, what you what you saw or what you what you've been said from TV you know then uh, th- think about your own mind so I think they don't understand. I'd like to talk a little bit about the bigger picture. When there's a war, there's the physical war, the fighting that's happening on the ground, but there's also mm-hmm. the war of messages uh, that both sides try and get people to side with them based on the messaging they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the West, in the last couple of years, people are very distrusting of the media. So anything positive about Zelensky and in some aspects Ukraine, there's a, an, an element of Americans who are skeptical of it. Um, but how is Zelensky viewed in Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, that's a nice question. Uh, you know, it's it's been like that since the since the Soviet Union was uh, failed because. In, in the head of millions of Russians and post-Soviet uh, Union um, citizens, in their head, uh, Americans still still enemies. You know, since uh, Cold War, they they've been talking about like American is uh, enemies, a lot of spies everywhere you you need to be beware you know it's uh, but the people who like my generation and other who see the difference don't believe in the shit and um but yeah in, in russian right now it's uh, a lot of people i think who is under under 40 you know i mean age they still believe in the shit that uh, they they trying to defend uh, themselves, uh, despite no one no one attacked them. It's you know yeah they they believe in this shit uh, about about our president. You know uh, I'm trying not to to be involved in political uh, political stuffs, but uh, but I know what happened in my country. Uh, it's uh, I think since 2013 in, in Ukraine was uh, like crystal elections. Uh, just understand me right. I mean it was like fair elections. Uh, 
not deal with corruption or other stuff. So right now Zelensky is uh, like, I think 73% of our citizens vote for him. So it's it's not like I, I saw a lot of news in uh, media and uh, in YouTube that like America put Zelensky, but uh, I think it's it's not true because uh, a lot of people here, a lot of my friends, uh, like members of my family, vote for him, and uh, they just uh, choose. Uh, Young blood, we call it young blood because old politics, uh, they're just bored, you know, they are, um, a lot of them, they just deal with corruption stuff, uh, like criminal stuff, so people, people are tired, so they just choose, uh, I, I, I uh, say they because I'm, I wasn't on election, but probably next next election I'm gonna be there, and I know I know who I, who I'm gonna choose. <laughs> right. You know, because uh, yeah, our president, you know, he <laughs> he has steel balls. You you see it right now because he's he's right here in Kiev. You can if you walk uh, center on Kreshatik, it's our main street in Kiev. You can you can see him he, when uh, other presidents or, for example, last week or two weeks ago, Boris Johnson was here. So they're just walking around, talking, just shaking hands with uh, locals, you know. So it's like that. Yeah, because, you, you know, like... Uh Obviously, I think just generally speaking, even though, you know, the Cold War ended, quote unquote, uh, the West and Russia still view each other, you know, as adversaries. Right. So typically when there's some kind of military action in America, for the most part, people are going to be, you know, anti Putin or whatever. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So. Because of that, there's a lot of, you know, pro Zelensky. I think he just made the cover of Time magazine. Um, you know, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of that in in the West. Um, but then, you know, people criticize that and oh, you know, it's fake news, this and that, whatever. So it, it's just interesting to actually hear from a Ukrainian in Ukraine about, you know, what they see and, and their experience. Um, uh, so, mm-hmm. so Russia officially invaded um, in February. Yeah. Um, were you in Ukraine when that happened? Uh, no, actually, I was on my way home. Uh, I was like six months in uh, one of Africa region countries. Okay. So on twenty twenty fourth of February, I was on my way home in. Uh, airport of Istanbul in Turkey um, and um, my girlfriend just uh, waiting for me she called me in uh, Skype like with video 
and our house is nearby nearby Bucha and Erpeng. And uh, we just uh, talking talking about how how she how she gonna met me in the airport. And then you know I have goosebumps right now. It was like uh, it was like movie because beside her I, I saw like big explosive. It was um, airport in Hostomel that um, Russian helicopters start to start to attack. Uh, so that that's how I that's how I know about like full full scale invasion starts. Uh, yeah. So it it took me like five days to to take uh, to Ukraine. Okay. It was hard hard flight to Poland. It was expensive. Like I spent one thousand euro Ooh. for taking for ticket to Poland to from, from Istanbul to Poland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's expensive. It's like two hours flight, but you know, a lot of people. Everyone want to get back home, but yeah, it was it was a mess. You know, a lot of people. All flights are canceled in Ukraine. And yeah, so to, so you had to go to Poland and mm-hmm. then cross the border on land. Um, yeah, and bus. It was like seven hours from from uh, Lublin. Yeah, it's a small city in the west of Poland, Lublin to Lviv. Then I get the last train to Kiev because. Uh, Actually, I buy tickets. It was like fifty dollars, you know. It's for Ukrainian railway station for Ukrainian railways. It's expensive, you know. And uh, I, I was with my friend, so we was just like two of us on the train. It was hard to believe, you know, because everyone just moved from the Kiev to Lviv, and uh, we moved from Lviv to Kiev. Right. Yeah, it was em- empty, empty train. That was strange. So everybody's leaving, basically um, heading west. I'm assuming, right? Poland is. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because on that time, you know, no one knows. Like uh, Russian, Russians was, uh, I think, ten kilometers from Kiev. Yeah, and uh, we're thinking that. Uh, they got um, surround us, you know, surround Kiev, like circle. So that's why we try to move as fast in Kiev before the circle shut down. So were you uh, at this time? You were you were back in the army already, or you were, you had to join back in? Uh, you know, it was interesting situations because uh, when it all starts, uh, there are we have like um, you know um, the veterans, uh, ex ex military guys, ex soul guys. We we like join in uh, normal life. I mean, before before twenty fourth of February. We always um, take part in competitions, uh, mm. in uh, shooting and other stuff. So 
we we have contact so one of my friends just uh, texts me that hey if you want to join us uh, they work with uh, one of recon units i said uh, yeah sure so when i get to railway station they they just took me and we go to to the base yeah so it's it's like one of uh, one of recon units Okay, so the, the the unit you're in now, that's different from the unit you were in when you first saw combat in uh, 2016. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's totally different because it's, you know, military and law enforcement, so it's it's like different stuff. Right. Because yeah. uh, I, I know how to work in, like, CQB stuff, uh, how to work uh, with cars, uh, apprehensions and buildings in the cities, but uh, in the woods, in the fields, you know, it's <laughs> it's different stuff. But but you learn fast, you know, when it's war, and you learn fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They um, uh, a, a lot of like innovations are made, and and you gain experience, but they, you know, they they call that learning at the speed of war, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, there was a couple of guys who served in military for eight years. All all that eight years, they was in the uh, east of Ukraine, take part in ATO, we call it uh, before before 24th. Uh, ATO, it means anti-terrorist operation. Mm. That's, uh, okay, all that we deal with in the east of Ukraine since 2014, we call it ATO. So just just to understand. Right. Okay. It's yeah. So the guys who who was like eight years there, they, I think it was first uh, first time that uh, Russian jets, uh, Russian jets sent bombs. Um, it was you know, I don't know. It was uh, like <laughs> terrifying experience. Because it was FAP, uh, FAP uh, 500. It's it's uh, very loud, and um, he said me that you know I'm eight years in the in the war, but first see first see the shit. <laughs> you know, it was for him. It was new experience too. Right. Because never, yeah, like in Ukraine, they never use jets. Uh, never use uh, some type some type of artillery like hard artillery. Right. So, yeah, it was fun. Okay, so, uh, in a lot of Western special operation units, um, mm-hmm. for for example, like a, a special forces A team or uh, you know a Navy SEAL platoon, uh, mm-hmm. people. Have specific roles in the unit one guy's a medic one guy's a, a radio person uh, another mm-hmm. guy's a weapons expert is it a similar setup uh for you guys as well or uh yeah first maybe two weeks uh it was like that because uh i take my uh dog uh, i have uh, belgium shepherd it's I don't know. We call it here Malinois. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's uh, trained for uh, apprehension and 
and find uh, explosive. Okay. Find explosive. Yeah, and we uh, we was ready to work in a small city. It's near Kiev. Probably you saw photos from Bucha. It's the little city. Yes. Where where Russians kill a lot of civilians. They, yes. So yeah, we had we had information that uh, they start to uh, surround schools and uh, other places, taking prisoners. So yeah, we have like twelve. Yeah, it was twelve people in in our squad. Uh, and we have task to uh, free that free that school. So yeah, I was like a canine handler, and uh, yeah, we have like a shield man, uh, breacher for for that for that uh, mission. Yeah, it was like that. Um, after that, so when we work in uh, another place. It was like wood, fields, uh, it was complicated. So uh, I was like a sniper because I have some experience uh, with the rifle. So I was like, uh, I think, mar marksman, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Like second number in pair. Yeah, I was marksman. And um, other guys, like... Uh, drone operator because you know without drone you you feel like you're blind right now because um, the front line is about two or three kilometers uh, and without drone you can't even see what what happening there you know right because we have yeah operator of drones uh, the guys who uh, who know explosive stuff mm-hmm uh drivers uh, medics uh yeah it's 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 like usual i think like usual every squad had that guy one of the most effective tactics that the enemies used against america and, and the rest of the west in afghanistan and in iraq was ieds or in placing landmines uh, i know the russians mm -hmm. have dropped landmines in the past in conflict zones is that something you've seen out there? Um, I see a lot of them since April. Okay. Uh, since April, yeah, because first months when they when they try to move move uh, move fast to Kiev, you know, it was like a lot of uh, columns. You understand, right? Columns of mm -hmm. yeah. uh, armored vehicles. It was like, just imagine 400, uh, no, 40, 40, 40 kilometers column. And tanks, uh, ACP, um, like artillery, other stuff. It was huge, huge columns. Um, so for us, it, it was like birthday, birthday gift. Because we know, we know that area. Um, locals always help us because they knew, you know, like hiding roads, uh, some points of view. They just show show us that point, and even if you have couple of and loves and uh, javelins, uh, it was like you know, 
if you have <laughs> four javelins, you have four targets, and uh, it's it's like I think eighty percent uh, success. Yeah. If you have four javelins, it's like four four destroying targets. Yeah, I saw. Um, I, I follow a couple of accounts on Instagram that share videos, uh, you know, of some of the fighting. And I saw mm -hmm. a video, and and you know, I, I just go by whatever they say is happening. You know, like I, I don't really know, you know. Um, but mm -hmm. the video said Ukrainian special forces ambushes a Russian column, and or something like mm -hmm. that. And you see yeah, a guy yeah. like mm -hmm. with, you know with a, a M law firing it from the shoulder, hits a tank. A couple other guys pop mm -hmm. out, you know, fire some shots, you know, hit a couple dudes, and then just leave. And um, mm -hmm. just like that kind of like harassment, you know, hitting those columns, leaving, hitting them, you know. It, it, it's like, you know, uh, we call that bites, like uh, like angry dog bites, uh, the, I don't know, other dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was like, uh, like you said, yeah, we just uh, have a couple of tasks. Uh, we came to the to the place that we want to work. We can choose because we are like you know free in our action. Uh, a lot of military military uh, military joints, or how to say I don't know, um, that need help. They just uh, when we come to the to the position, uh, the military guys said like. We want, or we we doesn't know what what happening in in the flank or what what happening in uh, in the front of us. Uh, just can you can you fly it with drone or just uh, walking walk, walking by foot there? So we said okay, no problem. You can cover. Uh, uh, you can use civilian cars, you know. To move through the woods or to move through the fields, because, as I as I said, uh, we know we know that you know we all like from from Ukraine. We we born here we, since we were we were young. We like playing in play in uh, that places. So we know a lot. We know a lot of of the places. Uh, yeah, we move just sometimes it's uh, just reckon, you know, uh, we just check uh, what what's happening. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of Russians trying to hide in uh, old uh, farmer's house, you know, like uh, like farms where, with the horses, uh, sheep and something like that. They try to hide tanks, techniques inside there so sometimes we just don't have enough firepower to to make ambush in that case we just uh, check the coordinates uh, then uh, send it to our artillery and uh, those guys man i i love i love it just my biggest love <laughs> the guys artillery they just erased they just erased uh, the square you know just to zero <laughs> yeah yeah and um sometimes you know it, 
it was like for two months I saw the infantry only two times. Yeah. And the closest closest battle was like four hundred meters. Okay, so you it's not like you, you're like in close quarters fights with these guys. Yeah, yeah, it's not like in Call of Duty, you know. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah, and uh, I want to admit their uh, mortar group. Uh, it's not, you know. Um, I see a lot of a lot of news like uh, Russians don't know how to fight. They're like uh, like homeless junkies or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. You know, there are some. Uh, some tough guys and uh, their artillery and mortar squads they uh, do everything uh, everything clever you know they we call it mortar fork you know when uh, uh, two mortars uh, working mm-hmm. they just they're just trying to uh, how to say it they start to to fire from uh, different uh, directions and take you from the flank to the center. I see. And then and then, yeah, we call it mortar fork. So yeah, my first conclusion was <laughs> was from that guy. But it was like I think more than sixty sixty mines, and the last one, yeah, I catch it. <laughs> but thank God, yeah, thank God, it was like three. Uh, it was in the wood, so three just saved my life because it was explosion uh, higher, like seven meters higher of my head. So, oh, like yeah. like a like an airburst. Yeah, yeah, but uh, those guys know know what they do. Yeah. So, just in in general, I think most of the world, and, and you know, myself included, thought that you know Russia would very quickly take the entire country and take Kiev, um, have complete control over the government, that kind of thing. Um, so just mm-hmm. generally speaking, um, and I mean, you kind of talked about it, a lot of what's being put out there online or in the West is that the Russians are completely incompetent, um, that kind of thing. But So do you guys view them with respect as far as their capabilities? from a military to a military standpoint? Uh, you know, from the beginning, uh, what I saw, I admit that they act like uh, in 93 in Chechnya, when mm. they invade uh, Chechnya, they they did the same thing. Uh, largest, uh, large columns of techniques just moving through through the village and through the cities. It's like very easy target for guerrilla units, uh, for the military, for the um, attack drones like Bayraktars. Uh, I know you have drones like Predators and uh, we have like Turkish Bayraktars. So it's very easy targets. When you hit first two or three uh, vehicles, you know, in, um, in the small streets, like in, we have in Bucha, Irpin, uh, Brovary, other other cities that located nearby Kiev, they just they just stop like you know like traffic jam 
probably in Manhattan <laughs> in the evening. So it was the their uh, biggest fail from the start. They just uh, uh, underestimated uh, our guys, uh, our our units. Uh, you know, we have uh, guys. Um, it's called um, territory defense squad. It's they are they are inside uh, our military forces, but this. If you are civilian, but you want to defend your uh, your city, uh, your district, you know you can uh, you can pass uh, like exams or something like this, like tests. And then uh, you can handle the weapon, and uh, they, it, it's just small groups, you know, but all over the country. So. It was uh, their biggest, the Russian biggest fail. fail. Uh, they don't understand our mentality. Uh, they, from the beginning, underestimate uh, our inspire, our willing to to live in our country, and um, all of my friends, even my family. Uh, all uh, uh, how to say take part, take part because like my mother and my brother they're like volunteers. Uh, my my girlfriend uh, she is volunteer for actually is my fiance. <laughs> uh, she's volunteer for animals because a lot of uh, animals like cats, dogs who who was. Uh, mm, Oh man, I forgot this word. Uh, like when people just run away, you know. Yeah, they, like like they a, abandoned the the animals. Yeah, yeah. I fuck. I I hate those those people. You know, who just leave there. They take uh, cars. They take their stuff, uh, clothes, but they leave uh, pets. I don't understand this. So yeah, from the beginning. Uh, we know that uh, Russian it's it's like second army in the world. Uh, everything everybody just talking about that, um, and um, I think we was prepared because we have experience from 2014, and um, a lot of people deal with uh, or, or was in uh, east east of Ukraine, so. They have experience, um, and um, I know that uh, the most powerful units that Russia has, uh, they was destroyed in first two days uh, near Kiev, in the in the airport of Hostomel and um, in the in the Erpenian Bucha. Yeah, because it's they was just landing landing right to the to the airport and um i talk uh, with guys who was there our guys and they said that they was shocking because it was like uh, in range you know they just start to to shoot them right in the right in the airfield and uh, those i think it was uh, paratroopers russian vdv uh, how those motherfucker calling themselves so and 
you know, they start to dig in, uh, dig in uh, trenches or how, how to say it. <laughs> so it, it, it was like mess. I think they, they don't have enough experience because uh, fighting in Syria uh, and fighting, fighting in Ukraine, uh, it's, it's another stuff. Because here, when they just trying to enter the Kiev uh, from all houses, from like every window, a lot of a lot of civilians have uh, have guns in, in Ukraine, uh, like um, hunters, you know. But still, a lot of a lot of guns, and uh, our government start to start to give guns to territorial uh, defense squad right before the Russians came. So it, it was like firewall, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, actually I heard and I saw the documents of uh, fallen Russians that they planning to just in one or two days uh, to like invade Kiev and uh, they was preparing for some like parade you know on our main street <laughs> they have That's uh, crazy. Like, parade uniform yeah parade <laughs> uniform we found the parade uniform in burning uh, burning tanks yeah it, it was <laughs> That's crazy you know it, yeah it was funny so their biggest mistake uh, they was not not ready not ready yeah i saw a um like on Twitter, I follow some like Ukrainian journalists, um, mm -hmm. you know, who work for some of the big publications in Kiev and stuff like that. And I saw a meme that was like, you know, we all thought Russia had the second best military in the world. But yeah. now we realize that they're the second best military in Ukraine, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. ah, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think probably couple of months and uh, they're gonna back home it's just a question uh, like what form they're gonna back home like on their foot or, or in the backs right just like that yeah it's it's you know i i don't just understand the motivation because okay i'm i'm born here i'm ukrainian i can move like any city that i want because it's my country but what motivation for them, I, I cannot understand. Uh, like their president, uh, they tell like here is uh, all all over the Ukraine, it's Nazis and uh, junkies and other stuff. But, you know, we, we live in uh, 21st century. It's when you have like social medias, uh, you can choose like, what uh, what you what what to believe you know so if if i mm, don't understand something or don't believe something like you said in, in america uh like i can check in another source like what's happening and when i have two sources like one like failed then other source tell that it's true I can uh, make my conclusions, you know, from two sources, but they, I, I just don't understand what, what moving that, uh, you know, I, uh, I met like 
I think it was 18 years old or 19 years old boy. He fell. Uh, okay, it was like part of him, but uh, but he was too young. I don't understand what motivation to invade another country. Uh, man, it's, it's just just hard to hard to understand and talking about. I, I understand the enemies. Yeah, we we hate them, but you know we are. We're still still humans, and I, right. I don't understand this shit. Yeah, I saw um, there were a lot of reports. Uh, I mean, I was watching it through social media, uh, you know, versus, you know, listen, watching a news station or whatever. But uh, they would capture, you know, they would capture some Russian soldiers and were interviewing them. Uh, and, and they were saying things like, we didn't even know that there was going to be an invasion we thought we were doing military exercises um ha- have mm-hmm. you have you ever uh, interacted with any russians who were captured or, or talked to people who who talked to them uh yeah sure but uh, you know there are we found a lot of documents uh that uh, they inside the documents uh, it's signs the the signs of soldier that they uh understand that they took part in um like they call they call war like um, special operation or special military operation that's how they call war in russia so they sign like they understand that they in ukraine and uh, they're gonna pay like uh one one $1, for months yeah so what you what you see and what you heard in news is just you know just a classic story when when your chief said that if you if you will be in prison or something like that uh, just said that you don't know where we are it was like a training or something like this i see so don't 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 believe in this shit okay okay yeah, you know, and like you said, you know, it, it, I try and get multiple sources before I come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's so difficult with how the media just puts anything out in the West. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's hard to tell what's true, what isn't, um, especially when mm-hmm. you're not speaking to someone who's involved or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. so since since the fighting started. Have you observed uh, observed changes in the Russian tactics um, from then till now? Uh, yeah, actually, from the April, since they uh, since they run away from Kiev region, Chernihiv and Sumy, it's it's our like cities. Uh, now we are walking in uh, other part of Ukraine. I cannot. Speak speak right where exactly but uh, another part of ukraine it's uh yeah it's another they have like another tactics they they make a lot of uh trenches um a lot of uh defense uh, points or defense points i don't know checkpoints other stuff so right now it's very difficult to turn back our our territory even for like for example, last week we we fight for one small village, 
uh, and man, it was it was tough because uh, when when they trying to defend, not to attack, it's uh, uh, it's uh, complicated. <laughs> but so you, right. you need to use your head. You know, you need to use uh, locals because uh, uh, locals all, always have uh, information like who where uh, how 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 much of them or a lot of is it a lot of them in the you know in the village or not so yeah it was right right now it it's it's complicated in that part of ukraine and um I know that in um, other other parts of frontline, it's it's the same. It, it's it's now it's became like Second World War, you know, trenches, like uh, artillery working uh, twenty four hours, hmm. you know, twenty four hours. Yeah, it's just uh, one plus that we have right now. The we don't have jets, because man, I I hate jets. It's uh, it's. I don't like them. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. So yeah, for now it's very complicated, and uh, you understand when you when you're trying to attack, uh, it's uh, more casualties, uh, more injuries, because it, it's always easier to defend than to attack. Uh, so, you know, one of the or, or one of several reasons that Putin gave as to why they're going to invade the Ukraine was um, there's neo-Nazis and, and they need to protect, you know, Russians who live in Ukraine or Ukraine, you know, whatever. It, I think it's bullshit. I think most of the world thinks it's bullshit. But um, mm-hmm. but in the Ukrainian military, uh, I, I believe the way to pronounce this is Azov. Uh, there's a an Azov mm-hmm. battalion um, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in one part of of the country and and uh, I guess one unit. Um, can you talk about like what's the deal with them? Like I know like they call themselves Nazis. Like you know w- what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, if we, if it. I'm gonna try my best to explain everything like uh, like wise men, not with my heart, just uh, with my cold mind. Mm-hmm. Just let's make the parallels. Uh, like if we take Russia and Ukraine, you know, in Russia they have president for twenty years. Like in uh, Germany, in uh, twenty no, in thirty three, I think. Uh, it was 1933 when uh, Hitler becomes uh, like Chancellor of Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, in Russia the same. They have uh, one president for 20 years. Uh, in Ukraine, we for 20 years, I think we have four or five presidents, uh, different presidents. You know, like uh, one of them was like Democrats, like you have. Another was like Republicans. But it's it's the same, you know. I think all over the world, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same. But it's plural, plural, uh, uh, plural system. Mm-hmm. In, in Russia, they have only on the one. Uh, uh, how, how to say, it? Mm, one group of politics. 
know. Right. Uh, one, one, one party. party. Yeah. Yeah, one party. Yeah. The same as, as Germany have uh, back to the back to the those times. And uh, in Ukraine, you can speak Russian, you can speak Ukrainian, you can you can say whatever you want to say. You know, you can uh, just those who who were here who have been in Ukraine just know what I'm talking. It's like freedom country. We are peaceful. Actually, we are a very peaceful nation. Uh, we have. A lot of beautiful places, uh, culture. In Russia, I know that you can say anything uh, wrong about their uh, political stuff. Uh, actually, last years I saw a lot of young uh, young guys, like 16, 15 years old, who was uh, jailed just for just for having some banners. Uh, when it was uh, meetings or riots, not not riots, uh, it, meetings or how how to say it? Uh, protest. So it's more, yeah, protest. Yeah, it's it seems like Russia, Russian Federation, right now it's uh, it's become more like uh, Nazi Germany in uh, 39, 38, uh, 1938, then <laughs> then Ukraine, because Ukraine, it's, you know, like, like states, freedom country, we have elections, yeah, we have some problems with politics, uh, we have some our local problems, but it's our problem, you know, we we can handle ourselves with them. Um, it's just to understand about Nazis and other other stuff. About Azov Battalion, I have uh, a lot of friends there, and uh, you need to separate uh, what what called Nazis Nazism and uh, national nationalism. Sorry about that. Um, if I love my country, I love my uh, traditions. I, I love my language, and uh, you know just. It, it's it's my childhood here. Everything it's nationalism because if you're Ukrainian, Ukrainian, you love Ukraine, and uh, you're ready to die for it. Uh, I think it's it's normal stuff. It's like common common stuff. Uh, I don't understand what what they call. Nazism, like uh, they thought, like I don't know, just our our guys just uh, run away in in the cities, and uh, I, I I just can't understand what they what they mean when when they say like uh, neo Nazism and other stuff. Because so to answer your question. Uh, no, the Azov battalions, they are truly, truly heroes, because right now you see the stuff that, uh, what is going on in Mariupol, and uh, we deal with them in, uh, actually, it's it's a uh, like big, uh, big, mm, br- br- not branch, how, how to say it, big, uh, oh man, sorry, I forgot this word. It's like big military unit, um, like a, a battalion, was, or 
Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of them. So we work with them in uh, in Kiev region. We work with them right now in the other part of Ukraine. Uh, I cannot say that uh, I met some Nazi guy that was when with tattoo of Hitler or or whatever or with tattoo of swastik and. Uh, I just not. I don't know. I never met. I never met those guys. But I can say that uh, I met a lot of armor vehicles with the letter Z and V on on Russians, Russians tanks and other stuff. It's it's more like uh, fascists, you know. When Second World War starts, it's it seems like. You know, <laughs> they are they are real Nazis right now. Yeah, we've seen those tactics used. I mean, uh, assassinating dissidents or political opponents. The all the media is run by the state. Uh, I mean, look, the, it's a lot of things that we've seen before that Russia has done in the last you know twenty years uh, of Putin's uh, yeah tenure. So it's it's just interesting. That, that they try and pull that as their, you know, their tactic. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it just a lot of facts. That it's just common, common sense, you know. And uh, when when you try and start to explain all this stuff, it's it just when you when you start to explain this uh, this stuff, you just feel awkward, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's like common sense for. For anyone who who can uh, think about by themselves, uh, it's it's common sense. Maybe like people who live in a country like uh, like North North Korea, uh, who have not like free free sources, freedom sources. Maybe maybe for them it's it's okay. I'm, I'm not trying to bother any any nation or other stuff, just trying to make some parallels. No, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 that's right. And uh, But things that you see in North Korea, you, you know, it's things that were done in 1950s in Cuba, you know, or wh- wherever there was yeah. a dictatorship like that. You know, it's, it's, the tactics are the same. Yeah, you know, in 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 Africa region, I saw I saw the same things. Even uh, it's it just uh, you know, territory is more more it's more small countries than uh, than Russia. You know, it's the biggest biggest country in the world. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you, you cannot just pretend they <laughs> they are not <laughs> they are not your neighbors or something like this. Yeah, but you know the support of uh, Zelensky right now it's uh, like ninety three percent. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's viewed, and I think in most of the world at this point, um, yeah. with uh, a favorability, and it's at to the point where Western social media it's. They make jokes about how 
every woman wishes that they had a Zelensky, you know, shit like that. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it's yeah. just it's interesting to see how how things play out, and then even to see the response, you know, f- from like Americans or Westerners, or, and, and how they think things are happening. Mm-hmm. Now, just uh, just imagine uh, you fought in your in your hometown, near, like five, ten kilometers from your hometown, the place you you were born, like uh, twenty kilometers uh, behind you is your president, your family. Um, it's it's very inspiring, you know. It's 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 like uh, I can't say like it's holy war, but uh, for a lot of us, it's it's like it's like that. You know, yeah. just, just imagine that that your president uh, just behind you, like twenty kilometers behind you. You know, he's there. He's working. He's still he's still in the in the city. It's man. It's uh, it's very inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, when I heard that even the U.S. offered to get get him out of there, and he said no, um, I, I was like, wow, okay, this is a guy who, who loves his country, and, yeah. and you know. He, he said, I need ammo, mm-hmm. ammo, not, not a helicopter. Yeah. Like and, and it's yeah, like, actually, th- I, those pun- yeah. those become, like, memes, you know, like, people on Twitter go crazy with that kind of shit, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's tough. <laughs> he's tough. Just imagine about uh, other our guys <laughs> if our president like that. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but actually, um, I want to thanks uh, to to your government, uh, to people who support us uh, in states, in in other countries. Uh, we feel it. Because every, I take in my hand a lot of uh, foreign weapons like Enlow, Javelin, other stuff, uh, Stinger, and mm-hmm. I, I like the stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I just want uh, to thanks. I don't know who gonna hear it. Uh, just thank for support. Uh, it's it's a big part of our future win. Support other countries, other governments. Uh, I know that right now a lot of uh, weapons and heavy, heavy weapons just on the road to Ukraine. We really need it. So yeah, I just want to to thanks about that and thank to you. You know, just we can we can make this interview just and other people more to understand what's happening right now here. So thanks for it. No, thank you for coming on. I know you're very busy these days. The audience is definitely going to appreciate getting insight from someone who's there on the ground. Um, So, you know, it's it's really cool that you've been able to come on and, and speak with me here. And also a question that a friend of mine wanted me to ask was about how much lethal aid is actually getting into the right hands. Um, so I think you answered that question. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's great that we're able to do this. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you. Yeah, it's it's been you know since we first time text it was like I think it's well it's past one month so maybe maybe more. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff just happening in this half uh, in this month and uh, but still we're alive. Thank to God, you know we deal we make like good stuff so i don't know how to call it uh, like stuff that we should do uh, so so it's like that actually uh, i like and love you know it's it's very simple like stinger mm-hmm. uh, if we touch this uh this point yeah it's well because javelin it's not, not for all not for all, but then laugh and uh, stingers. Oh man, just great stuff. I like it. A lot of a lot of technique uh, and armored vehicles. First days, first two weeks was destroyed uh, by unloads. It's it's very simple. It's fast, and uh, I like the range, like 800 meters. You can use it. It's cool. Yeah, and and for the audience. Those, what he's referring to, that's a, a shoulder fire um, a rocket, essentially. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's something that you can kind of carry on your back. And, and uh, yeah, and I mean, apparently they're effective. And you see some of that uh, on social media. You see Russian helicopters getting shot down or, or tanks getting hit. Um, so in the sense of I, I wish it wasn't being used fighting and, and killing, but in the scenario that you're in, uh, I'm glad that it's being put to a good use for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks for you. You know that all that happened right now, as for me, I I don't want it because, uh, as I said uh, before, I, in 2019, I think like I'm done with the with the service and other stuff. So it, it's not like we wake up in the morning and thought like how many Russians I'm gonna kill today. No, no. As I said before, we are very peaceful. But you know, when when they come, just just for the people who are hearing or gonna hear us, just imagine like you woke up in your uh, your bed in your city, uh, in your home, and uh, you see another like enemies column just passing through your window. You know they start to fire and all over around. A lot of uh, men, you know. I just, I just uh, have been in in Bucha, right, right then, um, right when uh, the Russians run away. Uh, it's 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 just breaking my heart because uh, there was uh, a lot of kids and um, women. They just laying all over all over the streets. With holes in, in heads, uh, with uh, with 
with their hands behind the behind their backs, uh, just just trying to imagine that, and uh, then answer to yourself what what you gonna what you gonna do with that. So I'm I'm proud to say that a lot of Ukrainians choose to to fight in back for for their cities for country uh, so it, it, it just to understand you know because i know a lot of people who like peacemakers and, and other stuff who who like to uh chat uh, making some conferences other stuff so if your neighbor Russian Federation, it, it's not working like this. They understand only the language of power. So, so like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think particularly in America, um, you know, a couple hundred years ago, we had to fight a revolution, right? Um, so I think mm-hmm. that that spirit is in a lot of Americans, you know, that rebel, um, you know, and, and so as, as a nation that had to fight for its independence, you can appreciate the situation where you have to fight for yours as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually we have a foreign legion, you know, uh, it's a lot of Americans, British, uh, Georgians, mm-hmm. uh, even Chechens fighting on our side. And um, I had a conversation with one of uh, one of guy. He's from Green Beret. Uh, I tell him that if Russian and states gonna gonna deal with each other, America like state gonna destroy Russians I think maybe in one week <laughs> Cause, yeah yeah because uh, we fight with them with all we, with all we have and still we have success and um, if you guys because I know like what fire firepower you have oh man I think you you, you I know you cannot uh, underestimate your enemy but right. just it's just my opinion, you know. Yeah, and actually, a lot of a lot of uh, foreigners uh, right now in Ukraine. A lot of uh, guys from Canada and Netherlands uh, right now in medical squads. Uh, they're like um, paramedics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are helping us uh, in, in combats. They're not taking part in combat, but if we have like casualties or something like that, yeah, they they help us a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, I know a group that's actually doing that kind of stuff out there. Um, but they're all like um, American military medics. I think there are some surgeons as well, military surgeons, and um, Mm-hmm. And they were doing that kind of work in Iraq and Syria when when ISIS was there, um, and mm-hmm. now they've shifted focus to Ukraine. Yeah, they have a lot of experience because all guys who we deal with, they they was in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah, Syria. So 
in school. I remember when I was in uh, on service, uh, a lot of guys from uh, from states, from FBI, uh, marshal service, and uh, police squads. We have like a camp, you know, for two weeks, three weeks camp, like trainings. They share the knowledge and experience. I like that because you know when you know uh, when you train with guy who was like in Afghanistan, it's one experience. Uh, when you when you train with guy who was like you know in Kiev region in February, it's other experience. But when you train together, you become more more uh, powerful, or how to say it. Uh, it's it's a good experience yeah um you know a lot of allied like countries that are allied with america or canada or the uk um there's a lot of cross training um Mm -hmm. a a lot of the i think uh, like maybe in in the i don't know the top 10 longest um sniper kills ever recorded are canadians um most of them or, or you know a couple of them uh, like yeah, Canadian yeah. infantry and then others were in Canadian special forces. And I, I interviewed a guy who was a, um, you know, tier one special ops, uh, Canadian guy uh, and a sniper. So mm-hmm. I asked him like, like, what the fuck are they, te- you know, what are they teaching you guys? Like that you're, that there are mm-hmm. so many Canadians with these super long kill shots. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what he said was, uh, you know, they have their experience and, and the little, things that they do differently but it was all the cross training with the british with the americans you know with the europeans like it's just uh, all of that different training and sharing of knowledge just in- increases everybody's um, skills so mm-hmm. yeah but you know all of uh, all of the guys who i who i deal with who i talk with said that it's it's like new experience for them because it's like uh, I can't remember the war like this in, in Europe since to Second World War. Cause, yeah, uh, it's it's like when two sides uh, uses jets, tanks, artillery, mortars. Uh, uh, it's sometimes you know it's it's like hell, especially when they use jets uh, and. Um, Couple of times I seen when they uh, bomb uh, big uh, big houses, you know, where there's a lot of apartments right in the right in the city, where no no military at all. So it's it, it just like building destroy in your eyes. It's uh, it's tough to see. It's tough to see, and you know that there are a lot of civilians inside. So that's that's how that's how Russians uh, that's how Russians fight. Yeah, you mentioned. Um, uh, I think it was a town um, where where there were where you guys were finding um, civilians who. Yeah, yeah. Bucha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with their hands yeah. tied behind their back. And 
mm-hmm. some pictures made it to you know social media and the internet, um, and uh, and and that's hard to look at. You know, uh, it's it's uh, and it, you know people um, people. Uh, in America say things like, oh, well, you know, when we were fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan, we killed civilians also. But then people who were on the ground, you know, people who served or whatever, it's like we weren't. And and then, and this is the, the, the there's debate around this part. It's like he they will say, well, we weren't targeting civilians. You know, uh, it, it happens so that the way the guys were fighting fight against us is they fight and then run into villages and then shoot from houses and you know it's so it's the tactics they use that kind of keep civilians there as opposed to letting them escape um and so a, a lot of death came you know when they're dropping bombs and, and situations like that uh but then some people say it doesn't matter you know you kill a civilian you're still killing civilians so but uh, i think there's a, a difference in intent Right when like because if you're if you're tying someone's hands and shooting them in the back of the head, you know that's that's pretty bad. So they use the same shit tactic here because uh, just just you to understand um, um, the in the end of March we work uh, in uh, one one village, so uh, their headquarter like. Uh, Russian headquarter uh, was in the school and there was a lot of uh, armory vehicles uh, near the school that school and um, our artillery don't work because we know that there are the locals from that village said that there are a lot of civilians like uh, like hostages so we, we cannot work you know, it, it's better to save life of our uh, of our um, Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian citizens. Citizens, yeah, yeah, citizens. Sorry, um, than to destroy a couple of vehicles uh, and, and quarter and headquarters. So we we fight like like that. Uh, Russians maybe first or and second day. Uh, I know that they they don't fire like you know like random fire. So uh, since since second day, when when they have uh, a lot of casualties and a lot of. Uh, Vehicles was destroyed and tanks. They start to to fire and all over around. When when people try to run away on the with the families, like you know the with white flags, they just uh, they just fire in at that cars, fire in that columns of uh, civil cars. Uh, it was. It was mass. They just was. They was so afraid, so scary. So after that, uh, they start to to shoot every house. When the you know Chechen guys, they uh, how to they call themselves. Uh, it's like Kadyrov 
Kadyrov special special unit. Yeah, there was a lot of examples when they just destroyed destroyed houses with civilians inside. Uh, uh, man, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. So they fight like this. They fight like this, and um, what I can what I can say about that it's 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 not like men need need to fight like men uh, used to fight you know they just they just hiding uh, shot all around firing to the cars uh, it's <laughs> it's one uh, funny example when they just enter the the butcher we have uh, some soviet uh um, how to say it? You know, like tank, but it, it's like old tank that, uh, like, mm, how to say it? Um, I'm gonna check monument. Okay. It's it's a monument of uh, old Russian tank T T34. So when they pass pass that monument they start to to fire on it you know it's 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 crazy because they just scary yeah so overall do you feel confident in um in in your ability and ukraine's ability to ultimately push them away push them out yeah yeah sure uh, we all we all know that we're gonna win it's just uh, it's just question when, because you know they they still have a lot of uh, their big uh, big advantage that they have a lot of vehicles, a lot of jets, a lot of ammo, a lot of uh, a lot of um, tanks, a lot of techniques, but right. they don't have like people who is willing willing to fight who is willing to win who who have truly warrior uh, spirit it's the biggest problem because the the tank cannot solve with uh, the tank uh, with the guy inside who is like scary of everything cannot handle with the with the guy who was yesterday he was groomer uh, or yesterday he was like teacher in the school. It's real example, man. <laughs> I know the guys who who was like teachers and uh, on the in, when it was peaceful times, and uh, the day after they just smashed the tanks within law. So they they cannot they cannot win in this war. Uh, you can you can just. Check what happened. Uh, I know you. You know what happened in Mariupol. It's it just, you know, it just uh, it's it's heartbreaking because uh, we all have some some friends there, and uh, just right now I cannot tell tell a lot because uh, there was one of our group there trying to to help the guys. Uh, but you see, that's that's the real, true spirit. And right now, it's uh, 
big uh, opportunity you know just just to sit in here in Kiev in my home and uh, talk with you because some of our guys don't have even water for today don't have even uh, what to what to eat and there are a lot of civilians who is stuck uh, there in Mariupol so sometimes yeah just just hard to to feel that you know you have you have some simple stuff and and understand that they don't have it and and you cannot you cannot help them it's it's just heartbreaking but uh, but we we try our best you know so we want to we want to win and uh, i think maybe a couple months and we're gonna we're gonna deal with those motherfuckers yeah i mean from the outside looking in uh, i think a lot of the world gained uh new respect for you guys because uh, i mo- really most people just thought oh, russia's gonna take kiev in a couple of you know a couple of weeks the latest um mm-hmm. you guys are doing a phenomenal job um keeping them back uh, uh and so just quickly to to talk quickly about uh, Mariupol um so that's a mm-hmm. city uh that's currently surrounded by russian forces right yeah it's surrounded since uh since uh, beginning of march it's like two months they are they are surrounded So then, you know, inside the city, you know, people don't have basic food, water, things like that. Uh, yeah, right now, the I don't even have word to describe what what right now is happening there. Because uh, right now they're on a big plant. Uh, it's big Soviet plant. Um, it's it's uh, like like small city in the city, you know. Uh, but uh, guys inside there, they don't have enough ammo. They don't have enough um, stuffs, you know, to fight to continue fight. But but still, even despite of being surrounded, they they making a lot of raids. Uh, they destroyed a lot of tanks, uh, a lot of infantry. You can you can check just it's easy to to search the videos like how Azov Battalion destroys a uh, couple of a couple of uh, infantry groups. Yeah, it's a video from the drone. Oh man, it's 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 like. It's like good song, you know. You, you just saw that, and personal for me, I don't, uh, I don't feel myself like I'm doing doing enough, you know. Because when I when I know that guys are, are there and I'm here, as I said before, it's you know, it, it, it's tough, it's tough, and um, I know a lot of guys who is truly heroes. Uh, they make 
crazy they make crazy things i think after we win uh, we can we can make some uh, interview with them uh, they are like tough motherfuckers <laughs> so and um and talking back to to mariupol it's the biggest problem right now is the uh, civilians and um and the kids who are right now stuck stuck in the plant because you know russians uh taking civilians to the to the russian federation they just taking them like hostages taking kids uh, who who not run away they just taking them and uh, move to russia so we just don't know what happened with them right now in russia they are in prisoners or what what happened with them uh, and um they i i read like two hours ago uh, that our our government uh, deal to to make some uh, freeway to Mm, how to say to free those civilians like 20 of them uh move them to our our cities of parisia so if it's true if it's true you know it's it's very good news because like you know kids uh man those, those videos just uh just check those videos it's as of shooting those videos uh it's about like women's and kids who are stuck in right now in that plant uh, it's it's heartbreaking you know it's it's not it's not possible to happen in in 21st century because if we if we're fighting you know we need to fight like men's if you don't have guns okay we're just gonna fight with uh with just hands but but civilians it's it's another i i cannot understand how you how you call yourself warrior if you if you shoot into civilians you know it's just it's crazy stuff yeah i mean yeah and, and you know it's um it, it's unfortunate uh you know that that's how they do business um Taking hostages, shooting civilians. Um, one of the things that Putin has done to his Russian opponents, you know, uh, oligarch, very rich Russians who spoke publicly against him, had them assassinated. Um, there were a series of assassinations that took place in the United Kingdom. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know it's just it's. Looking back on history, uh, how they've done business, Russian you know, security services, the, uh, uh, the KGB, and now it's the FSB and all that. Um, it, it's almost not surprising. Just mm -hmm. looking at the patterns of of how they do things, you know, over the last seventy years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but you know, it's uh, it depends. Like, okay, you have. Uh you have like one idiot in charge, but but you are not an idiot. You can think yourself if tomorrow, if if tomorrow 
uh, our president said, like, we need to attack our neighbors, any country. And I don't think, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm confident that no, none of us just take guns and uh, start to invade another country because we are we are freedom nation you know we can we can choose we can uh, we can think with uh, with ourselves and uh, i don't understand like how it works in russia it's you know it's it's young people who say who who have the same sources like uh, instagram tiktok youtube it's freedom sources you can you can see just search for like what's happening in Kiev right now, you know, and you can see that a lot of uh, just peaceful peaceful citizens moving around the main streets in Kiev and other cities in Lviv. Like uh, we have uh, big festivals, and other stuffs, and and you cannot. You cannot find there like Nazis or like a lot of just bunch of guys walking around with a portrait of uh, Hitler or other stuff. It's it just you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening here. <laughs> yeah, you, you you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, and and I think some of that is people just don't want to say uh, their country did something or they shouldn't have done it, that kind of thing right but um mm -hmm. it it is and i feel like today in, in today's day and age like when you if you hear something or if you read something um if you're really interested or you, or you feel strongly about whatever opinion you got from that information you should double check and you know find a different source like, like you mentioned earlier um just with how easy it is to just make mm -hmm. something up and, and post it on the internet, right? So, yeah, that's that's how it works in twenty first century. Where we are now, we are not like on first world war, you know, when you have only newspaper and that's it. And your neighbor said he he heard something about from other neighbor and other neighbor. You know, it's it's not working like that uh, right now. And I think. They just uh, became the victims of their propaganda. Yeah, they always watch, watch watching their news. Like we have the most powerful army, our tanks like can can destroy everything. Our missiles can can reach America states in twenty seconds. Some some shit like this, but but the corruption since. Since uh, Soviet Union is still there, you know, <laughs> yeah. the arm, army generals, army at all, their policemen, prosecutors, lawyers—they all like not one hundred percent, but big part of them—they're still still living in Soviet Union with with all all bad stuff that was there, like corruption. Uh, like if you have brothers or sisters and then you in charge of uh i don't know like some small police unit in uh in other city all of your brothers and sisters uh, gonna work <laughs> with you or something like that you know 
So the biggest problem is their mentality and uh, and their propaganda. They don't they don't know really, and I think the Putin don't know the the real picture what's happening right now. He's he's probably living in in his in his own movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, it's unfortunate, and, and but I know there are Russians who know what's really happening, and I, I mean, at least know some Russians who live in the states. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. you're allowed to say that if you're here, but um, you know, it may even be that some people in Russia know what's going on, but they're scared to say something, right? So. Yeah, I know. They they cannot even say that it's war, you know, because it's prohibited. Yeah. If you say that I'm uh, I'm against war, you're gonna you're gonna move to jail. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> they're gonna Gula, send yeah. you to jail just just for those simple two words. It's, it's just like your opinion, you know. You can you can say it like, you know, I'm a big fan of Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if 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 guy if guy from St. St. Louis Blues say like i hate chicago okay it's your opinion <laughs> right right yeah 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 well i mean look i'm i'm glad that we were able to actually do this um uh and maybe hopefully we can do it again um you know next time you get some downtime so mm-hmm. yeah again i appreciate it a lot uh i feel like probably it's it's maybe a little bit boring. Uh, I don't know. It's first experience in interview. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so don't, not don't, boring don't at all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're yeah. good, man. Yeah. Again, thanks, bro, for for this opportunity. Uh, I want again to uh, say thanks to to all the guys who support us. Maybe maybe you don't type like comments in uh, sources, social medias, but if uh, in minds you support us, thank for that. It's uh, it's mean a lot for all of us, you know, and we feel it, we feel it. And um, even uh, if we talk uh, about Russians, you know, who live in, uh, in Russia, uh, personal for myself, I, I cannot say that I hate every Russians, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of guys who is who who like I don't know how to say it correct like normal who understand what's happening they just they just afraid to to say to say something but we know that you are, exist uh, we just hope you can uh, you can make something too just to stop stop this this war and stop your your president or whoever whoever it is i don't know so it's it's uh i just mm, you need to understand it to understand that ukrainians are not like hate every russian you know we we understand what's happening and uh What's happening in Belarusia too? Because you know, 
we have a lot of problems with uh, Belarus, like with their president Lukashenko, because he's giving his territory for Russian jets, and uh, they invade in Kyiv direction. They invade from Belarus. So, but despite of this, as I said before, we we understand everything. And we won't deal only with those motherfucker who who kill our who kill our uh, brothers, our sisters, and uh, and I can uh, I can say that we're gonna kill and uh, destroy everyone who who were here, who who were in Bucha, in other cities, who commit those. Uh, crimes, war crimes, we're gonna, maybe it took like five, ten years, even 50 years, but you need to know that uh, we're gonna, we're gonna kill you all, all who, all who made this, we're not gonna, we're not gonna forget this, and uh, if, if I have my, in, in future, if I have children, I hope it, it will be sounds. <laughs> They're gonna know. They're gonna know what's happened. So it's gonna be tough for, for guys who who made it.